Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. It has been an interesting week here in the world of wrestling. Yeah, it really has. It really has. We've had uh, the the very first uh, Triple H-led sort of pay-per-view, our premium live event. Um, yeah, along with the news, of course, that, that he was taking over creative. Vince is completely out at this point. Um, which we'll go into a little more details afterwards. Michael, how was your week? Well, it was the same as every week. Yeah. I did some work. I slept. Had a fun little evening Friday night. Maybe a surprise out there for, for our listeners. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. It was in, in it, just kind of another week. Yeah, same here, same here. Um, um, if, you, if you happen to run across that surprise of our listeners that we did on Friday night, uh, I said different things, but that's because it was to a different audience. Yeah. Uh, how about that? Hey, so, um, so what are we drinking? So if what, I what $10 swill have you brought tonight today hey, to force upon me? I've only brought $10 swill like twice. <laughs> and how many times have I? I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. So this week we have crown Royal black. That is if I can get it open. Totally not $10 swill. No, this was, I don't remember, 30, 40 bucks, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it should be somewhere. So it is Crown Royal Black. It is, of course, a blended Canadian whiskey, as all Crown Royal is. Um, it is 45% alcohol by volume, so 90 right. proof. Well, that doesn't bode well. A screw top? It is a screw top. I think most Crown is a screw top, isn't it? I don't remember, honestly. It's a very dark whiskey. I think it's been in the been in the barrel for a while. It's got it smells a good all right. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't smell like uh, rubbing alcohol, like uh, uh, the Canadian Hunter did. <laughs> so that's a plus. Cheers! Mm, cheers! That's very smooth. Very, very smooth. It's a little, uh, it's bitter. Like, uh, to me, a lot of the, uh, a lot of whiskeys you drink, they have a sweeter taste. Mm-hmm. They have the, those caramel notes, those vanilla notes. And they're there, but you they're know. subdued. And this is there, but it's a whole lot more bitter. And I don't see bitter in a bad way here. No. I'm it's, seeing bitter in like a, I, I really like that. Yeah, it's good. I still think I'm going to be reaching for the larceny or the redemptions over that. Yeah. It, but that's not a bad bottle of whiskey. The larcenies and the redemptions, they have a more pronounced flavor palette, I guess is the best way to put that. This this has that, that oaky taste. It has that, like, whenever people talk about how whiskeys taste, right? Yeah. You hear terms like vanilla, you hear terms like cherry, coffee, oak. stuff like that, oak. 
know that that doesn't mean that the whiskey tastes like vanilla. Yeah, it's got it's vanilla that, notes. It, it it makes your brain think of it. This has like a coffee feel, uh, a peanut feel. You know, it yeah. kind of has that 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 bittery, salty. That's that's how it feels to me. Um, I like that. Yeah, that's not bad at all. It's, of course, it came in a dice bag, a very nice black dice bag with with gold trim. So, I got lots of dice bags now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good thing I have lots of dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a nice, smooth bottle of whiskey. Yeah, Crown is Crown is pretty consistent. Yeah, with their whiskeys, they all taste pretty good. Um, they're also one of the big ones that, you know, most people, they've had crown. If you've had whiskey, you've probably had yeah. Jack. You've probably had crown and Jack crown Jim. Um, yeah. And crown is one of those that like, I remember when I was younger, I always thought crown was expensive, like pinky out fancy whiskey, <laughs> you know? Um, Maybe it was because of the box, the bag, and think, all that kind of stuff. I think it is definitely marketing there. It, the way it's marketed, it is marketed as we are fans. Now, having got into whiskey and seeing like, hey, what's that bottle up there that has the hand-printed label on it? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, uh, you know, uh, blah, 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 blah. It's 33 years old and $7,000. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, then, uh, sure is a pretty bottle. I'm going to take this bottle of Crown over here. Right. Because, like, like, if you've ever seen the bottle for Pappy, mm-hmm. it's a very, this looks like somebody ran it in the backyard and slapped it, slapped the label on a bottle. Uh, and there you go. We're, we're, we're in South Mississippi. Any bottle of Pappy that you've seen is somebody ran it in the backyard, slapped a Pappy mm-hmm. label on it, <laughs> and is trying to pass it off as Pappy. It's not real Probably. Pappy. <laughs> Oh, should we get into the week of wrestling? I guess we can. So, uh, this week on wrestling, WWE Raw, as we said, Triple H took over creative, and I think Raw was his first full night as creative director. We have Drew McIntyre McIntyre uh, defeating Theory. We have... uh, that was by, by disqualification. We have Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley defeating Theory and Sheamus via submission. Uh, we have the Mysterios defeating Judgment Day by via pinfall. We have Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair having a little bit of a brawl. We have Alexa Bliss defeating Dewdrop. The Miz and Ciampa attack Logan Paul. Which they start off the show with Logan Paul and the Miz brawling. Apparently. Yeah, like the the cold open was them in the ring punching Fight. each other. Yeah. And apparently that was so that people wouldn't boo for Logan Paul in the audience <laughs> to, to try to, to get he rid of some of that. He's such a hateable person. He is, he is. Uh, we get Chad Gable and AJ Styles uh, defeating... Huh? That can't be right. So this is I'm on CBS Sports to just get the the highlights. Yeah. Chad Gable and AJ Styles defeat Alpha Academy via pinfall. When Styles hit Chad Gable with a zigzag, 
<laughs> yeah, it was uh, AJ <laughs> and golf, I think. I That I can buy, but like I'm like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> uh, we have the Bloodline defeating the Street Profits and Riddle via pinfall. Riddle, Riddle was, got a stinger. He got a stinger. He's, and you can't see the air quotes, but air quotes, injured. So, yeah, that's all stuff that has happened on Monday Night Raw. So, Dynamite was night one, I guess, of Fight for the Fallen. You want to do it that way because night two was Rampage, I suppose. Either way, we kicked off with John Moxley versus Roosh. That was the opening match. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Moxley, of course, wins. But Roosh gave him a run for his money. Let's let's not make any bones about that. He did. There was a, it was a good match. <coughs> um, we then had the FTW Championship match of Ricky Starks versus Danhausen. <laughs> Ricky makes a does a very great Danhausen impersonation. Um, before, this was very quick. Yeah. Before uh, that match, though, there was a like a pre-recorded segment from Ricky Starks about how he was absolute. Yeah, yeah, he had like this little vignette thing before Video package. his entrance. Um, Ricky beats Danhausen pretty fast, uh, like I don't know, two minutes, two and a yeah. half minutes. Then he uh, then he cuts a promo saying, you know, he's still got a lot of gas in the tank. Uh, unlike last week, let's do the another let's do another match right now. The crowd immediately starts chanting Hook, and then Hook's music hits, yeah. and here comes Hook. Um, Ricky got a little bit of offense here. But it was Hook almost 100%. Yeah. Uh, locks in the red rung, or uh, he uh, reversed a Rochambeau into a red rung. Uh, one, two, three, or tap out, rather. Hook is the new FTW champion. We cut to commercial. Hook, hook uh, knuckles, uh, starts, fist bump. Hook rolls out of the ring. Cut to commercial. Come back. Ricky Starks in the ring with Tony. Uh, uh, Siobhan, mm-hmm. cutting a promo. He said, you know, basically, uh, he's talking about he didn't win, but, you know, he's done more for that FDW champion. He's turned metal and leather into solid gold, I think is what he said. Um, You know, just talking himself up, basically. Yeah. Like, like we're sitting here, we're watching it, we're going, this is fixing to be a face turn, I think. And just as it was either you or Brady that said that, Hobbs clocks Ricky Starks from the back. And it, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about yeah. it. This was a hit. He laid him out and then did the the Willie Hobbs mean mug, rolled out of the ring, and Taz is up on commentary just screaming what's going on because Team Taz just exploded. Hook just beat another member of Team Taz mm-hmm. for the belt. Yeah, so, so Taz was like, I don't know what's going on. Um... We then had Dante Martin versus Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara wins um, because Ty, Con- uh, let's see, Sky Blue came out. Yeah, Sky Blue came out with Dante. Mm-hmm. Ty and Scott, Sky both got involved. Anna Jay comes running down, gets involved, ends up with the distraction win. Then uh, they start beating on Dante. Eddie Kingston, Ortiz, and Ruby Soho all come running out, make the save, yada, 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 yada. AEW booking in its finest. We then had a promo, Jungle Boy, uh, in the ring. Damn, I like that promo. Yeah. Uh, he called Christian Cage a pussy. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he said he, he makes a comment about uh, Christian was was saying how he missed out on money. Uh, Jungle Boy says, I, I finally got it. It's because you're going through a divorce. Then looks dead down the hard cam, does the, the finger phone thing, and just whispers, call me. Mm-hmm. Uh, real good promo. Christian has like a little inset pre-record that pops up while he's doing it. Sure, whatever. Christian says, uh, I wasn't running away from you because I was scared. I was running away from you because I didn't want to beat you up. Sure, sure. Okay. We got Swerve Strickland versus uh, Mark Sterling and Tony Neese in a handicap match. Uh, Swerve with Keith Lee Bain from ringside. Swerve wins. Uh, Cut to the back. Keith Lee's laid out by... Josh Williams, I think, is the dude's name, who has been on Dark with Tony Nese. Uh, Josh Woods, I'm sorry. So that looks like our next competitors for the titles. We had a rematch of Thunder Rosa versus Miyu Yamashita. That happened in Japan a couple of weeks ago. Yamashita won, so she gets the right to face Thunder Rosa here. Thunder Rosa wins, retains. Uh, then Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia was the main event. Uh, Daniel Garcia wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes Danielson pass out uh, after some distractions from Jake Hager from under the ring. And that was dynamite. Yeah. And then SmackDown, we end up with... Oh, wrong page. I'm not going to talk about that yet. We have uh, Happy Corbin uh, harassing Pat McAfee throughout the show before jumping the barricade and laying him out. Uh, we have Shotzi defeating Aaliyah. We have um, Ronda Rousey taking out her frustrations on Shotzi. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Liv Morgan defeat Sonya Deville and Natalia via submission. We have the Street Profits uh, get the better of the Usos. In a brawl, we have Maxine Dupree and Max Dupree uh, unveil the Maximum Male Models SummerSlam collection with Mansoor and Nice. I'm sorry, Massey. Massey, sir. I got to get it right. right. They they didn't put the the accents in there, and I just you know. <laughs> I know the accents, the period for some reason in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, and then we have the. Was it the new vicious Viking Raiders uh, defeating the New Day via pinfall? That also, uh, we get Drew McIntyre defeating Sheamus in an Irish Donnybrook match to earn the a title opportunity against Roman Reigns in Clash at the Castle in Cardiff in, uh, I think, five weeks' time. And that was SmackDown. Uh, Rampage, we kick off with the best friends of, uh, that was Trent, uh, Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy. My brain just could not remember Chuck Taylor's name for a moment. Versus uh, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh. The best friends won. We then got Leon Ruff versus Ethan Page. Ethan Page wins. Uh, Lee Moriarty versus Matt Seidel. Lee Moriarty wins and then joins Stokely Hathaway. Anna Jay versus Ruby Soho. Anna Jay won. Kind of have to at this point. Sucks for Ruby, but Anna just made this heel turn, so she's got to get the win. 
Yeah. And that was Rampage. So that'll take us to SummerSlam. And SummerSlam, we're going to kind of run through and maybe talk about this as we go because there's a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. SummerSlam kicks off with the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. This had some great back and forth, both of them looking like they could have won at any moment throughout the match. You have Bianca getting the win. After the match, Becky sticks her hand out and holds her hand out there while Bianca is is troubled, deciding if she wants to shake it or not. They shake, they hug, and be, uh, Becky is a face now? Becky roll well, she's on her face arc because yeah. she rolls out of the ring at that point and Bianca gets to celebrate. Until you hear some music play. And you might recognize the music as it goes, I'm, I'm really bad. But yeah. uh, Bailey makes her return. She walks down and she starts talking. And, and there, she didn't come down to the ring. They had one of those, the entrances where it kind of arcs and curves into the ring instead of coming straight on. Yeah, it was very odd, especially yeah. considering how the match, the, the main event ended. Yeah. Very odd choice. Very odd choice. They've done it before. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so they, they do it again here. They have that little turn. Bailey kind of comes to the turn and stops and starts jawing at Bianca. And then you hear some other music hit. And in my mind, I'm like, I recognize that music. Who yeah. is that? Dakota Kai, who had Dakota been Kai's released. Back. She had been released. She is now, I, guess, I assume, re-signed. She is back, and she's standing there, walks down, stands next to Bailey. And then um, you hear the... Yo Shirai's music hits. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm freaking out on my couch. Caitlin's like, what is <laughs> happening? Who are these people? We're all texting in the chat. It looks like we have a new stable of Bailey, Dakota, and EO. They get in the ring to attack Bianca. Becky gets in the ring and stands side by side with Bianca. Yep. And Bianca's like looking at uh Bailey and her faction and then like like side eye and Becky like, all right, bitch, when are you gonna hit me? Oh, I mean we were all ex- <laughs> I was I don't know about you, but I was expecting a turn. Like, I was too. Like I I was fully expecting Becky to lay out Bianca and then like shake hands with Bailey or something. Yeah. But apparently we're getting face Becky back, which I am a thousand percent behind because yeah. I I I much prefer Becky as a good guy mm-hmm. uh, instead of a bad guy. She's just, she works better as a good guy. She works better as a good guy. Yeah. She has that scrappy underdog, even though she's the biggest name in women's wrestling, uh, WWE-wise, uh, there for a while. Yeah. She, she's kind of fallen off because they cooled her down so much, but she was that name, right? Yeah. Like, if you thought women's wrestling, you immediately thought Becky, not Charlotte, Mm-mm. any of that kind of stuff. So, well... The the broken nose and the, the iconic photo mm-hmm. of her standing in the crowd mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. blood pouring down her face. And, Absolutely. You know. So, yeah. We then get a, a solid match out of Logan Paul versus The Miz. I was, as much as I think Logan Paul is a terrible human being, uh, 
the frog splash that he did mm-hmm. from the turnbuckle to the announce table, I thought was really damn good. Did you catch when he did the rocks little punch move? Yeah. Where he was throwing the punches, turn, uh-huh. look back at his hand, and then, yep. like, I'm like, really, dude? Really? Um, but, yeah. yeah, Logan Paul gets the win here. Uh, Ciampa tried to get involved. AJ Styles came down and beat the crap out of Ciampa. Maurice tried to get involved, but Logan was able to move out of the way at the last second and almost caused the Miz to hit Maurice with a cell phone, I think it yep. was. And then he was able to hit the, you know, hit his move for a pin. He hit the skull-crushing finale. Yeah, he hit the skull-crushing finale. I think there was a phenomenal forearm. Yeah, there was. In there. So he's he's doing a lot of, I'm going to be generous and say homages. Yeah. Uh, and that he's not just copying well, people he the, likes. The one thing I do like there is he, they mentioned on commentary about his forearm, the fact that AJ was teaching him how to do it, but since he's still learning it is why he didn't get the three count. Yeah. Uh, and then beating Miz with his own move. You know, yeah, which Miz taught him back in. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we get Bobby Lashley versus Theory. This was quick. It w- went exactly as I wanted it to go. You know, and it, it was Theory attacking right out the gate before the bell rang beating up on Lashley for a few minutes. And then once Lashley got back to his feet, it was over. It was game over. Um, Yeah. It just, it went quick. I think Theory tried to walk away at one point. He did. He grabbed Uh, his briefcase and headed down the the aisle. Lashley was like, nah. Nah, we ain't doing it that way. (laughs) So, yeah. That was a good, good match. It's always enjoyable to see Theory get beat up. I, other than the, the allegations against him. I don't know why I dislike him so much. He was okay in NXT with, you know, the moves of the way, the way, but it's his gimmick. His gimmick. I would say his gimmick is working to make me hate him. The problem is because I dislike him outside of the wrestling sphere. Yeah. It just makes it worse. Like if, if he was a decent dude outside of wrestling and, uh, this was his gimmick. Bravo. Yeah. You know, you you were doing a great job of making people hate you. But because you're a dislike, uh, a, a, an unlikable human being. Yeah. This ain't it. Uh, we then go into judgment day versus the Mysterios in a no disqualification match. Uh, to be fair, I completely skipped this match. I just fast forwarded past it. We were a little bit behind on our watching. I don't care. No. At all. I mean, it was a decent match. Uh, I know some, Edge showed up at the end. Some back and forth. Edge showed up, and he's like a cross between the Rated R Superstar and the Brood Edge. Yeah. Uh, I know he came up from out of a ring of fire. Yeah, it was like steps that were yeah. on fire with flames coming out, and he rises up. He's got sunglasses on, a leather jacket, and he comes down. He boots Damian Priest. Like a big boot to Damian Priest in the aisle. It should have been a spear. Yeah. He gets in the ring. He spears Finn Balor. He then spears Damian Priest, who had gotten up and, and come back in the ring. Uh, positioned one of them on the ropes. Ray and Dominic hit a 619 or whatever they call their double team 619 and get the win. 1238. <laughs> uh, the only way I would have actually liked this match would have been if Dominic would have turned on Ray and joined Judgment Day. Yeah. You know, Rhea Ripley was involved some in, in getting getting involved, but 
this was all just a just a way to get Edge involved or, or bring Edge back. Uh, I don't want to see the Mysterios involved with Judgment Day anymore. I need to see the Mysterios. I, I don't know what needs to happen. Does Dominic need to go down to NXT and spend some time away from Ray to develop who he is outside of Ray? Dominic is car- is wet cardboard, mm-hmm. and it is making me dislike Ray. And that's a bold statement because I've always loved Ray Mysterio. Yeah. I, I mean, I like Ray. I think Dominic has potential. He's wet cardboard right now. He has no personality. He has no character, and he has very little ring skills. I, I really think that they need to send him down to NXT and just let him work down there. Yep. Put him in a mask. Put him in a mask let and, and just let him let him work. Let him build his character because yeah. WWE is character-driven. Yeah. By far. It is not wrestling-driven. It is character-driven. Let him build a character. Yeah. And, and like I said, send him down to NXT. Let him build his character. Put him in a mask even until he can come up with a good character yeah, for him. Put him in a mask and just let him go out and wrestle week to week as La Conquistador. And, and uh, you know, gold mask. You know, just, just let him do that. That way he practices his ring skills. And he can sit down with the guys at NXT, uh, uh, um, Matt, um, Matt Bloom. Bloom and all of them, yep. and, and start coming up with what his character is. Because uh, I'm Dominic Mysterio. I'm Ray's son. That ain't a character. That's not a character. And it's fine if you want to be Dominic Mysterio, Ray's son, but you're Dominic Mysterio, you're Ray's son, so you're better than everybody else, and you're going to go out there and show it. But that's not what we're getting. You know, so I don't know. We get Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. I love Pat McAfee's entrance. Yeah, his entrance was great. His entrance was great. You have a a chorus singing bum-ass Corbin. Yeah. Uh, as McAfee comes down to the ring. Well, they, they started before McAfee even made yeah. his entrance. Because uh, Corbin came out first. Yeah. Corbin yeah. came out first. About about the time he made the turn, mm-hmm. his music stops, and you hear, bum-ass Corbin. Yep. And it's like a it's a whole, like, choir almost uh, singing it's, it's people. A, it's an entire men's choir. Yeah. And they're just doing this, and he turns back, and you can see he's like, what? <laughs> Um, and they dropped a little nugget that I thought was cool on the way down while McAfee was making his entrance that uh, McAfee and Corbin were uh, both rookies together. Yeah, and uh, apparently roommates, whether that's roo- true or not. That part I don't know, but they were apparently rookies together with uh, the Colts. Yeah. And McAfee went on to have a, a good career, and Corbin washed out. <laughs> yeah. So. so, but it was a good, good match. Uh, it started with Corbin getting in McAfee's face and just telling him mm-hmm. to go sit down, that he's not ready for this or something. Yeah. Uh, he pushes McAfee. McAfee comes off the ropes with a super kick. It was a super kick right to his face. Like, yeah. Corbin is a solid, what, five uh, probably, inches taller, yeah. half a foot taller? Yeah, well, and, I don't know if he's that much taller, but he's, uh, Corbin's, I think, 6'7". Mm-hmm. McAfee's, like, 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, yeah. But it, it was still, like, McAfee got a, got got air up there. Yeah, just a straight super kick, bam to the face. Uh, solid, you know, performance out of both of them for what we yeah, expect out of fun. them. Uh, this was a fun match, and yeah. it should have been a fun match. Yeah, and Pat, Ma- Pat McAfee yeah. gets the win. Then goes and mm-hmm. celebrates. Uh, Howls as a beer, like a yeah. dude hands him a beer, and he just gone. Uh, 
Corey Graves said something about uh, yeah. he had to take a week off because he was caught drinking on the job or something. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Cole said, different circumstances. There were a couple you were in of, an airport. There were a couple of good lines that Corey dropped during that match, as much as I hate to say it. Uh, one of them was he looked at he he looked at Michael Cole and said, uh, I liked you better when uh, you didn't have any uh, – was it? I liked you better when uh, – Liked you better when you didn't have an opinion. You didn't have an opinion – or no, when uh, – what was it? I got to find it. Yeah. Uh, While you're looking that up, I'm going to move to the next match, yeah. and we'll circle back. Uh, we have the undisputed WWE Tag Team Dude, Championship. I liked you better when you didn't have an opinion. And Cole's response was, well, that's changed. A lot's changed. Yeah. Uh, after the match, after that match, we move into the uh, WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championship match. The Usos versus the Street Profits uh, with Jeff Jarrett as the special guest referee. I had completely forgot that Jeff Jarrett was the special guest referee. Yeah, on SmackDown, they had a... Uh, he had a sit down with the teams to explain that he was going to call it down the center, yada yada yada. Yeah, which he did. Oh yeah, I didn't even realize it was him in the match because I don't think they had him come down to his. He music. came down to his ring. Did he? I yeah. missed it. Then he came I, out first, but uh, he came out, and I just forgot that he was involved, and it was like, oh wait, that's Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, because, you know, we're conditioned that when you have a special referee, the special referee's going to get involved. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I remember him doing was uh, one of the Usos had Dawkins backed in the corner, was beating him up, and Jared, one, two, three, four, five. And when he hit five, he just grabbed the Uso. I think it was Jimmy. He just grabbed him and slung him out of the corner and said, when I count five, you break. <laughs> and then while he's doing that, Dawkins grabs – Jimmy throws him in the corner and starts beating on him. So Jared, one, two, three, four, five, and grabbed Dawkins and slung him out and said, When I count five, you break. Yeah. You know, so it was like, all right, this may be one of those like Yeah. Jay nearly hit Jarrett with a super kick. Uh Jarrett spun him into a slam from Dawkins. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, you know, so there was there was a little bit of there, but it was all from the Usos getting a little big for their britches. And I it, I hate how this ended. Yeah. Uh, I am so bored with the bloodline. And this yeah. this built this falls right into the main event too. So the Usos get the win. Uh after the match, Jarrett just rolled out the ring and walked mm-hmm. away. Uh he had to get ready for his match. Yeah. Which, you know, Jarrett <laughs> Jarrett has a match tonight. It's him and Jay Lethal yeah. versus uh, Rick Flair and, and Andrade. Flair. So, and what is being billed as Rick Flair's last match, which apparently Rick wanted to do a top rope suicide dive. And Charlotte match. said no. And Charlotte said no. <laughs> so yeah, um, <laughs> we then have um, Riddle coming out. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he jumps over the uh, the rail because he was sitting ringside. So. Riddle with his stinger, they announced that we weren't going to see Riddle versus Seth Rollins tonight. Uh, I'm guessing they cut it for time, honestly. It, it's possible. Um, but uh, he, he's he's not really injured, but he's not clear to complete compete. So we get Riddle coming out, cutting promo, calling out Seth Rollins. You have all the refs in the ring trying to get Riddle out. Seth Rollins' music hits. You have all the producers running out with Seth trying to stop him. Of course, none of them are actually trying to stop him. Right. Riddle or uh, Seth runs down to the ring. 
we get a brawl. Riddle gets the upper hand and hits the curb stomp and goes to the back. Yeah, there had been rumors that uh, it was we were going to see Seth versus Dolph mm. uh, at some point. Uh, again, I think you're you're probably spot on with being cut for time. Uh, I think that they looked at what they wanted to do, the time they wanted to give everybody. This is a match with no stakes. This is a match with no stakes. And it, it when you go back and you look at all the other matches that have happened, we're not going to cut Logan Paul. We're not going to cut Usos versus Street Profits. They had a potential match of the year candidate at the last pay-per-view, Money in the Bank. This one didn't hold up to that at all. But, you know, you have that. and You can't cut any of the championship matches. Yeah. So, I think they just looked and said, okay, we're a little long. We don't want to have just a short match and make one of y'all look weak. Right. So, let's do this. When did we have the Drew McIntyre promo? Because Drew cut a promo last night that I thought was fantastic. I don't remember when that... Uh, I, I remember the promo, but I don't remember when it, it came his in. His promo was great. He's standing there and he says, uh, you know, he, he of course, pumps up Nashville. Uh, he talks about the fact that he just moved there, because he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheamus convinced him to move to Nashville. Um, Then he says, you know, he talks about the main event. He goes, for the first time ever, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. With both belts on the line in Nashville in a last man standing match in front of, and he looks at the little kid and goes, what's your name? The kid goes, Colt. He goes, in front of Colt. <laughs> it's the first time this has ever happened. You know, really just digging that, you know, that WWE Vince McMahon, we're going to do the same match forever. And, and you know, we're, we'll step away from the pay-per-view for a minute and just kind of run on a tangent, but... We've definitely seen a shift in the energy of the shows. Mm-hmm. We're not seeing as much of a, this just happened before the break. Yeah. Watch the replay. This happened earlier tonight. Watch the replay. Whether that remains, I don't know. But so far, I like what I'm seeing. Yeah, it's it's getting more back to the WWE that I enjoyed. Not the, okay, we just saw that match five minutes ago. Why are you showing me? Okay, we just saw that match 10 minutes ago. Why are you showing me recap? Okay, we just saw that match 20 minutes ago. Why are we showing, you know? Yeah. You know, I watched Raw on Hulu this week. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't get to see the whole show. I don't know how many re- how many callbacks they made. But the only, was one, only one that one I remember on, on Hulu was when Logan Paul came out for his impulsive TV segment. Yeah. Yeah. They made and a they call referenced to, yeah. the, the beginning of the show. That's the only that one that pretty stuck much out it. to me. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see what triple H does. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm really liking the triple H humor that is being put in there. The, the poking Vince McMahon. Yeah. You know, the, the comment that Cole made, the, you know, the comment Drew made in his promo, you know, just the, the, the comment that was made that Roman made on Raw, where he told Theory, uh, your, your daddy's, daddy's not, not here, here to protect you. <laughs> you know, those kind of things I like. Yeah. That is, that has Triple H's name all over it. Oh, yeah. So, and I mean, I'm excited to see what happens. Triple H comes from a time a, where he had freedom for his promos. Mm-hmm. And I, I 
think that we're going to see some more of that. I don't think we're going to go back all the way to it because I think that there is benefit for scripts. But I think we're going to see... We're going to see a lot looser script. Yes. Um, He's apparently... Triple H is also apparently in the the works of reverting NXT back to black and gold. Well, I don't know if we're going to go back to black and gold. That's the but. that's the rumor. Let's put it that way. Um, whether it goes all the way back there, whether it does that, I'm not sure. But I don't know that I, I want it to go to back to black and gold because it was just. I think it would just feel like a pale imitation of what it once was. If if but. they go back to the black and gold brand, I want them to go back like it was. If they're if they're not going to go back and put it as a we're focusing on wrestling. Mm-hmm. Then I don't want it to. I don't want them to make it black and gold, but still have a character whose main uh, character point is she's sleepy. You know, like let let's if if we go back to black and gold, let's have Wendy Chu actually be a wrestler, mm-hmm. not just a a joke. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. So, so after yeah. that tangent, Tri- Triple H, I'm intrigued so far. We'll see what happened. Now, he has spent 30 years under the tutelage of Vince McMahon. Right. So, we're still going to see some of Vince McMahon stuff. And so still I mean, his father father too. And I'm still of the opinion that Vince is going to be pulling the strings. He still has 80-something percent voting rights. Yeah. We're, we're going to see some Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon's hands are still going to be in the WWE, yeah. even if he isn't. You know, it just is what it is. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that he's going to be calling every no. single shot like he has been. So, uh, let's move on, on our SummerSlam breakdown. We have the SmackDown Women's Championship, Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. This was okay. Uh, Ronda I, dominated. Yeah. Liv came down scared and I hated that. Yeah. I, I dislike this whole story. Um, Liv came out as scared. Liv came out as... She's your champion, but she is no match at all for Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. The one thing Liv was getting was she kept getting away from the arm bar. So, like, there was that at least. And, and commentary did a decent job of, of, you know, talking up that she knew that that would, would end her. So she's, you know, doing her best to get away from it. Yeah. Uh, you know, showing and, and gutting it out in some cases, you know. Um. I hated the ending. Yeah, the ending is... Uh, the timing, it could have been better. The timing was off, which caused me to hate it the most. Um, like, it is clear that Liv tapped before the three count. Yeah. Uh, but you have the ref, of course, was paying attention to the shoulders. He counts three. I feel like this could have been a better ending had Liv's tapping started as the three count hit the mat. Mm-hmm. That, that would have worked, and I think that that was the goal. I think that maybe, I think that's what they were going. I for think maybe Liv just just had the timing off. Um, uh, either way, the the way it ended, just so we can tell everybody what was happening, yeah. we have Ronda lock in a armbar and kind of roll up on her back and put her shoulders down. Yeah, the ref starts counting, and between two and three, Liv taps. Yeah. And, of course, the ref hits three, bell rings. Ronda thinks she wins. Ref takes the belt, hands it over to Liv. Uh, Ronda goes apeshit. Puts Liv back in the arm bar. Starts screaming at the ref. Because Liv immediately starts tapping. She starts screaming. Ronda screams at the ref. You see her tapping now? 
Um, the ref is, of course, telling Ronda, I saw what I saw. So Ronda, Ronda shoulder check, hip, uh, hip tosses the ref and then puts him in an arm bar. Um, and I've got to think that this is either A, leading to Ronda stepping away for a little while again. It's got to be. Uh, because now they have the perfect opportunity. Well, last time this happened, too, when she attacked a ref, they suspended her and yeah. she, she went off to do her thing. Here you, you suspend her indefinitely. Mm-hmm. And Ronda Ronda Rousey does not work in the WWE for two reasons. One, you cannot build her a monster like she is and not have her with the belt because they don't know how to book women. Mm-hmm. Brock works because Brock constantly, you know, with, with the whole Brock Roman thing, Brock keeps getting screwed. Yeah. You know. Uh, and and his storyline, anytime Brock loses, anytime anything like that happens, it's basically because Brock gets screwed. Yeah. This wasn't that. Like, Ronda didn't get screwed. The ref was just not watching the whole of it. He was watching the shoulders. The, the right? ref was counting. He And it, uh-huh. you don't expect the ref, when he's counting, to see a tap on the literal other side of the person. Because yeah, And the thing is, like, when they showed the replays of it, from one camera, very clear lives tapping. From the other camera, you can't see that she's tapping at all. So, at least they set that up right. The timing was wrong. The other part about Ronda being uh, in WWE is Ronda does not understand wrestling fans. Mm -hmm. Wrestling fans are going to cheer who they want. They're going to boo who they want. This isn't the 80s anymore, Mm -mm. right? In the 80s, Hulk Hogan got cheered. Yeah. Period. No one booed Hulk Hogan. If Hulk Hogan, as that character, was in wrestling now, he would be booed. Look at John Cena. John Cena, your white meat baby face, got 50-50 cheers and boos yeah. you know, throughout the whole last part of his career because there was a group that hated his guts mm-hmm. no matter how good he was, and there was a group that loved him to death no matter how uh, burial happy he was. Um, the fans don't like Ronda. Mm-mm. They because she she showed, and the thing is, this is her fault, but it's also not like when she first showed up, the fans cheered her, they liked her. You know, when when it was her and Kurt Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie, like they liked her, it was fine. Rhonda uh, has a very unlikable personality. She has a very unlikable personality. Uh but yeah, it, it just. She doesn't work long-term in WWE. Yeah, she she doesn't. She doesn't work in WWE. She doesn't work as a face at all because the crowd doesn't like her. Mm -hmm. If she would go heel, everything would be just fine. The crowd would love booing her. She could be the, look, I'm the baddest bitch on the planet. You know, And I think that that's where they're trying to go with her now, too. If she stays, she's turned heel. But she has made comments before that she doesn't want to be a heel. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't see herself that way. And that's fine. You cannot see yourself that way. But that also goes to show just the amount of knowledge that she lacks. Yeah. In uh, as far as wrestling is concerned. Yeah. That leads us into our final match of the evening. Roman Reigns versus a tractor. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar with a tractor. Who drove a tractor. <laughs> so Brock walks out. He's walking down to the ring, and then he stops, and he turns and looks to his left. And then the camera pans over, 
and there's a tractor mm-hmm. with a bucket on the front. He climbs in the seat, pulls out his flannel, I don't even know, vest? I don't know. Sits down, cranks the tractor, drives it to the ring. He parks the tractor. He gets out. They start their match. Well, he gets out and climbs up into the bucket. They announce everybody. He announced, Brock announces himself as a, what was a big old country boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. They announce Roman. He jumps out of the bucket on the tractor, which is elevated above the ring, and clotheslines Roman. Yeah. It was, it was pretty cool. This match, up until the ending, and, and one other part, was really good. I enjoyed this match all the way to the end. Yeah. yeah. There, at one point, and remember, this is a last man standing match, so mm-hmm. you have to put your opponent down for a 10 count. From about the time Theory gets involved is where I started not liking the match. Just before that. When Brock locks in the Kimura. Mm, mm-hmm. Or the, the guillotine, whichever one it was. Yeah, uh, Roman locks in the guillotine and Brock drops, but he gets up at like eight. And then Brock locks in the Kimura and, and passes him out. He just passes Roman out, but the ref breaks it up. And I hated that. I, I there were several that. things in this match that broke their own rules. The ref breaks up the thing. You know, he he drops Roman's arm drops, and the ref he tells gets him to let him go. Let him go. Which he doesn't count him. To be fair, he doesn't count yeah. him. He's just telling him to let him go. So Brock drops the the hold, and then Roman gets up at nine. Yeah, um, and then nah. This so, is a this is a last man standing match. Brock should have kept that locked in until he felt the last pulse of blood. Mm-hmm travel up to Roman's yeah. brain, then let him go. Yeah. And then you still have Roman get up at nine. And then Roman still gets up. You know, but we end up, I want him to use the bucket to pin, to just hold Roman too. down. That's, that's what, what I, was, I was expecting. That's what I was expecting when Roman kind of like crawled over to that side of the ring mm-hmm. and Brock got on the tractor. I was like, all right, he's just going to lower the bucket now and pin Roman that way. Yeah. Um, you just hold him down and Roman's not going to be able to yeah. get up and that's going to be that. It would have been like, I think we would have said, well, yeah, it was kind of cheap. We but would have at said the same it was time. cheap. But instead, Brock backs so, the tractor up, drops the bucket, runs under the ring, and lifts the ring up and yeah. rolls Roman out. Mm-hmm. Um, we get the Usos coming down to attack. The Usos are involved. Theory gets involved. Theory comes at one down point. to cash in, hands his briefcase to the ref. Before the ref can officially make him part of the match, Brock lays Theory out. Mm-hmm. And we don't really see Theory for the rest of the match. Uh, we do see Roman, I think it was Roman or Brock, one of them hit him with the uh, briefcase a few times to keep him down. I think it was Ro- Roman hit him with the briefcase and then went over and started beating the crap out of Brock. We end with Brock on the ground and them stacking things See, on top. This is the one thing I this hate. This is the one thing I hate, too. Because Brock's laid out. Mm-hmm. The ref starts counting as soon as Brock's on the ground. Mm-hmm. One, two, and then Roman and the Usos start throwing shit on top of Brock. Which should have restarted the count. And the ref just, three, four. The ref continues his count. And every last man standing match, 
all the way back it has been. If you touch them while they're on the ground, it stops the count and restarts it. Yeah, and, and that's what it should have been. I'm not saying that Brock should have won this match. I'm not either. I would have liked Brock to win the match because, like I said, I'm so damn tired of the bloodline. And, but and I, 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 I knew I, going in, uh, Roman's keeping the belt. Roman's I'm, keeping it till WrestleMania. I really hope that Drew gets to win. And, 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 be, and I think with, with I Triple say, H there, I think we can see that change. I would say it would be awesome as hell to see Drew McIntyre in Cardiff win the belt from Roman. Give him that huge pop in front of his, for lack of, not really hometown, but hometown, yeah. as it were, crowd. That would be awesome. Uh I I, th- I want to say what I would like to see happen is, yes, we want Roman to go into WrestleMania with the title because they're trying to do. I think they're still trying to do uh, him versus the Rock. Him versus the Rock, which honestly does nothing for anybody. Yeah, no, it doesn't do anything for anybody. If you have Drew win it at Cardiff, and then have, if you have to have Roman with the title against the Rock. Then you have him pick it back up at summer or uh, at a uh, um, Survivor Series or Rumble. Have you pick it back up at Rumble? Give you know, I'm just you know, and and then you go from there. I'm hoping that with Triple H in control, that Triple H understands this doesn't need a title. It, yeah, we we can have Roman versus the rock and it not, and you can tell this whole story now of the rock coming in and saying, dude, I was going to let you do your thing while you were champion, but now you're just a little bitch. Right. And you have the, uh, up until then have Roman complaining about how he shouldn't have lost the title, this and that. I'm still the head of the table, blah, blah, blah. You can, you can do multiple things with that. Uh, and you have, even though they're not really related, but you have yeah. the rock come in as the quote unquote patriarch of the family yeah. I mean, saying, dude, you dude. have, you have multiple stories that you can spin from that. Yeah. Drew wins at main at, at Cardiff. Cool. He goes off and does, have one rematch. He wins. He goes off and does his thing. You could even have him win because at the next pay-per-view or something, because the Usos are like, we ain't backing you. Yeah. You don't have the gold anymore. Uh, so they refuse to help him. Roman loses. Okay. Uh, then Roman's, you know, he's still on his, but I'm the head of the table. You will respect me. The Usos are just like, nah, man. Nah, fam. They ain't working. Mm-hmm. Around Rumble, Roman gets another rematch, loses. And when he loses and he's sitting in the ring screaming about it, all of a sudden, Rock's music hits. Rock comes down uh, and just kind of looks at him from the ramp and just shakes his head and walks off. Then the Raw, that following rumble, the Rock cuts a promo. He talks about, like you said, yeah. perfect example. You know, I was willing to let you, you know, have this fantasy of being the patriarch, being the, the tribal chief, being the head of the family, yeah. all that kind of stuff while you were the champ and you were handling your business. But now... You can't even handle a backup singer from three man band, you know. Ooh, Rock getting the yeah. the, the deep cut, you know, because that was that's what the Rock would yeah. do. Roman comes down, tries to confront the Rock. The Rock gives him a rock bottom, walks away. You can even have Roman lose 
by hijinks to gender yeah. on Raw. Yeah. To, to, you know, mm-hmm. you know, just to, to add that even more. Roman still, you know, throwing his little tantrum. I'm the head of the table. And the Usos, of course, are now firmly behind Rock because it's just what they're doing. Um, I don't even think that, I think the Usos do their own thing. Yeah, okay, you know what? That's fine. They they yeah. just say, you know what? Forget all of this trash. They just walk off from it. That's perfectly okay. We with we the ones. We don't need we don't um, need the tribal chief. Yeah. We don't need the Heyman. The... Heyman is already rumored to be digging into creative, so Heyman can come off TV. He can just look at uh, Roman and go. You know, I gave up on Brock Lesnar for this. Yeah. I'm done. And he goes back to the backstage stuff and does what he does best. Um, he even took a bump last night, too. He did. He took an F5 through the ten outs yeah. table. Uh, and then you have Roman. That Roman eventually, this is his face turn mm-hmm. because he gets to that lowest point. You know, we've talked about it with Becky, and they never really did it. But, you know, you can you can send Roman to that. I was the tribal chief. I held the belts for two years almost. And now I'm losing to Jinder Mahal. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Which sets up the rock coming in, you know, gonna gonna whip his candy ass into shape. You know, how dare you disrespect the family by acting like this? Yeah. It sets up the rock versus Roman. You can have Roman win that match at Mania. Rock shakes his hand. Because the last time they pulled that with The Rock and Roman, The Rock got booed mm-hmm. because the crowd was not behind Roman at all. Yeah. And the you can see it in the, if you go back and watch it, like Rock holds up Roman's hand and the crowd is booing and The Rock is looking like, what the hell is happening? And then there's an after that where they're backstage and the crowd is saying stuff to him and he's like, come mm-hmm. on guys, we're live. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. The Rock was pissed. I guarantee right. you he was pissed at that because... Yeah. The Rock don't get booed. Yeah. You know, and here he is getting booed. Um, but you could have that moment, and then you could turn Roman back face mm-hmm. at that at, at, at Mania without the belts, but you can turn him back face. Yeah. And now you have created your organic face superstar that falls into that John Cena category. Yeah. Now you have the big dog as the face, as the role model, as the everybody looks up to him. He has rebuilt himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, redemption arcs are great in wrestling because yeah. you can get you can get involved in that arc. You can you can follow the the trajectory right, um, and go from there. Yeah, you could do something really cool with it. Just saying. Yeah, I I really think you could. Uh... And yeah, it, it's just what it is. WWE is going to WWE, mm-hmm. but well, the thing is, is we don't know. Maybe with Senor Paul Levesque, yeah, in charge. That's French and Spanish together there. Um, <laughs> Monsieur Paul Levesque. There we go. Maybe, uh, maybe he's got some different ideas. Maybe, maybe he can bring a fresh look to WWE that will make fans like us that. I've always liked it, mm-hmm. but struggled with but different struggle. Aspects. Like when when Monday Night was the first draw, I've watched in, in several months at this point uh, because I wanted to see what Triple H did, and I wasn't I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, with how decent it was. I'm gonna say great with how decent it was. So there we go. Yeah. Um, I guess we need to talk real quick about Ric Flair's last match tonight, if nothing else. 
Yeah. Because uh, that's going on. Starcade, I believe. Yeah, they, they, I think they call it Starcade. There's some other matches on the card, but realistically. Uh, and I mean, it's actually a pretty, from what I saw, it's, it's it looks a like an okay card, card. But realistically, you're not watching it for any of the other matches there. No. You're watching it for this main event uh, Ric Flair and Jay Lethal versus, or Ric Flair and Andrade versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Um, I like the fact that they've got Jay Lethal. Uh, across from Ric Flair, simply because of the history they had in TNA. Uh, of course, you got Andrade there. That's his son-in-law. Jeff Jarrett, I'm not exactly sure why Jeff Jarrett figures into that, other than some other TNA stuff that I probably missed. Um, but there you go. There's also supposed to be, and this may have been yesterday, the the last ride of the Four Horsemen, mm-hmm. which had Rick, Arn, Tully, uh, and I think Barry Wyndham was involved with it. Because I think Oli's dead, I believe. I don't know. Either way, I saw a thing about it. I didn't see, you know, read fully into it, but they had a they had a, a show, basically, mm. which is which was when I saw that it was kind of shocking because uh Arn has made a couple of comments in the past year or so about uh he hasn't talked to Rick in So, not exactly a good relationship. Same way with, I think Tully made some comment that he hadn't talked to Rick in years either. Yeah. Uh, which was really strange, you know, thinking about how close those dudes were as the four horsemen. The yeah. four horsemen. And then, you know. Well, I'm on one of the dirt sheets right now. And Flair was talking to TMZ. Mm-hmm. And he went through a bunch of stuff. But the thing that stands out. Uh, he talked about how he's able to do 500 free squats in 12 minutes. Yeah. But then he said, I guarantee you I'll be drinking every night. I don't do good when I don't drink at night. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully Rick doesn't die tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he hasn't been back to the doctor, uh, according to him, uh, since he started training, but he's feeling great. Um, I have no desire to see this match. I there is a s- twisted part of me that wants to see it. However, I believe the way this match is really going to go is we're going to see Andrade, and we're going to see Jay Lethal mixing it up for ninety five percent of the match. Oh yeah, Rick's going to come in. Rick's going to hit a few chops, he's going to do a strut, he's going to woo a couple times. He might take a backdrop. He might take a backdrop. He probably will drop an elbow. Uh, He's going to put somebody, he's probably going to put Jeff Jarrett in the figure four just to get that that nostalgia pop. Um, Jarrett's probably going to hit the stroke on somebody just for the nostalgia pop. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's going to end up with Rick pinning Jay Lethal or Rick pinning Jarrett. One of the two yeah. is how that's going to end up. Yeah. Um, at least that's what I see. Yeah. Uh, it's probably going to be a decent match between Andrade and Lethal. And then the, the old guys are just going to be there for the, oh, yeah, I remember them. I, I, as much as, But I will say there is, a, there is a twisted part of me that wants to see Jeff Jarrett hit Ric Flair with a guitar. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, that would get a pop. Uh, so, so what else we got? 
I don't think we really have. Is there anything else? Nothing major I can think of. Uh, we we did get an announcement that I think it's it's next dynamite, not this dynamite. It's going to be the Quake by the Lake. Yeah, because AEW oh. is stuck in the '80s with their naming conventions. Oh. I mean, is WWE any better? Clash no. at the Castle? No, they're not. You know, like, but at least that's a pay per view. <laughs> this is just some random ass Wednesday. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, I can't really think of anything else. Uh, so I would like to say thanks to McNarb Gaming mm-hmm. for letting us use the space. Thanks, Greg. Thank uh, you, Greg. You know, if you need anything nerd related. It's probably over there. Uh, board games, dice, miniatures, magic cards, Pokemon cards. My Hero Academia is apparently the new the new CCG that the kids are playing nowadays. Um, you know they got all that. They on every day except Monday because they're closed. They've got something going on. They got yeah. magic tournaments, or they've got board games being played, or they've got D and D night, or they've got you know uh, miniatures. Day, you know, all that kind of stuff is going on. So feel free to come up here. Probably if you if you have a a, a want to play, there's probably a table that's going to be opening for somebody. If you want to try your hand at running something, there's probably people here that would be interested in playing. And and you know there there may be some people even if there's not a table that's opening up, there might be a table that'll let you join in for an evening just to see if you enjoy it. Yep, exactly. So, uh, and we want to say thank you to uh, Big Dog Liquor here in Gautier. It's where we, we get most of our liquor supplies from. They have lots of great deals going on. They have senior discounts, military discounts. Uh, they have a, a huge wine selection. Anything that you could want, they've got in there. If you step in and you look over there for any kind of whiskey, he's got a ton of whiskey and every other spirit. So, you know, stop in there. Take a look around, pick you up some nice whiskeys, maybe not Canadian Hunter. Um, and, and and we've lost we've lost Jason. He's just going to ignore that. Uh, yeah, I've, you <laughs> know what? I've bagged enough on Canadian Hunter. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's where I picked up the Crown Royal, Crown Royal Black. So maybe give it a try. It's not super expensive, and it's a nice it's, one. It's really good. Like, if, you, if you've tried whiskey, it, it doesn't have the traditional whiskey taste. Yeah. Uh, I know, I want to say when I was in there, he had a couple bottles each of all three versions of Four Roses, the regular Four Roses, yeah. the small batch, really and the single barrel. Really so all three of those are good in their own ways. Um, but, yeah, check him out. He's, he's Any kind of liquor you want, he can get a hold of it for you. Mm-hmm. So, And we need to uh, shout out our friends over at Travelers on the Omnibus. Now that you're done listening to us, why don't you head over to, to Travelers and give them a listen. They are a field trip through nerd and pop culture and talk about all kinds of different stuff. They've run through their favorite albums and each other's listen to it and, and you know, give each other give each other some crap for their, their favorite albums or favorite oh, yeah. artists. They've uh, tried to determine the best uh, RPG game or, or system to use out there. They've listed their favorite video games, even though that's wrong. Um, so go check them out and, and maybe you'll like, like what you hear. Yeah. Um, you can also listen to one of them on his own podcast. Uh, Jody does urology. 
which mm-hmm. is just about you know it's about a spaghetti and and how to make the perfect spaghetti. no it's about horror yep and you know what it actually means to him his and his relationship to yep uh you've also got silence your cell phones uh Jarrett and Kevin mm-hmm. talk about movies and shit to to, to <laughs> steal Brady's line yep um they don't know about that line yet yeah, because Brady says it on, on oh, okay. the Travelers all okay. the time about McNard, mostly. They got puzzles and shit. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but yeah, Jarrett and Kevin talk about movies. Uh, they do a live show on, it's either on Wednesday or Thursday. It's on Thursdays. It's on Thursdays. Um, so, give them a watch. Give them a listen. Uh, of course, once you're finished listening to us. Of course. Us first, then them. Uh, you know, with your... With your drink from Big Dog and your your game from McNard. Mm. All of that said, we will see y'all next week, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. No reason not to. Yeah. So, cheers. Cheers.